0: Welcome back, Andy.
1: Hey, welcome back to you.
0: When I never left.:
1: That's a good point. How you feeling?:
0: I don't have feelings.
1: <sighs> All right, well, we got to work on your small talk.:
0: Would you like me to schedule that? Uh,
1: no, we won't be doing this again. How about you just boot up beyond since season 7?
0: As you wish. Beyond Sin. Season 7 sequence commencing in 5, 4, 3...
1: Welcome. Literally, a dog started barking the second I. I know. I heard something. What was for that? For fuck's yeah. sakes. What you Is that a neighbor's dog? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, they over got there? a new dog. Because remember, I, I don't know if people remember. Like in the early seasons of Beyond Synth, there was a dog occasionally that you'd hear in the background, and then the dog died. It was like a fifteen-year-old dog. Yeah, and uh, they just got a new dog, and it. I think it senses like when I need to record. Like how often do I record? Yeah. I know. You know what I mean? It's like once once a week, you know what I mean? And I'll do it and it's always at a different yeah. time and whenever I do it all of a
2: sudden just rah, rah. <laughs> I used to have a problem recording in summer. It was was, supposed to be crickets, man. There'd be one in the wall, or there'd be one. It's like, where's it coming from? It's like, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways, okay, look, it's Beyond Synth, season seven.
1: This show contains inappropriate language. I got rid of the the robot lady doing the inappropriate language thing, so now maybe I'll start the show by telling people that there's gonna be swearing, so fuck you. And I'm here with Marco right now, who's gonna join me for the (laughs) first episode. Hello,
2: Marco. Hey Andy, how you gone? Happy uh, New Year, everyone. I don't know, but happy 2019, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what we say. We say, fuck you.
1: Season six ended with uh, a bunch of cliffhangers, so we're going to resolve them now without any drama at all, even though it was very dramatic the way it all ended. So, uh, Marco, are you still alive? I am still alive, everyone. I'm here. All good, mate, so far. And uh, Hoo-Ha is now known as Modern Night, and Florence is now the voice of the computer lady. So that's all the cliffhangers... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorted, And if anyone was wondering uh, Yeah, th- there will be some new segments in the show But the whole point of that was just to show That we're changing a bit of the focus And I'm going to talk a bit about some of the changes to the show But we're going to listen to a song first I know you've got
2: some songs picked out So why don't you go first? Ah, uh, yes, I've got heaps of good songs banked up uh, It's been a good month or so in the synthwave scene uh, I've got a track first up That I'm really in love with at the moment It's by Magna Vault It's called Avalon Featuring the beautiful voice of Gillian Nova um, I've had this on repeat for a couple of days now, and I hope you guys like it as much as I do.
1: And that was Magnavolt with the track Avalon, featuring Gillian Nova, Marco's first pick of the week. That, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. Uh, We got some new ones. So we have uh, a new uh, patron by the name of IP68, whatever that means. Uh, Thanks for your support. And uh, Murat Whose last name, did I ever learn to say your last name, dude? I don't know if I ever did. <laughs> Murat, and then I, I assumed it was something like, oh cute, because the the O has two dots over it, the G has an upside down U over it, and then the next U has two dots over it. So it's like, oh cute! Oh, anyways, uh, Murat has upgraded his support! Murad is in the 1984 club by himself. I can't believe no patron has ever... That's the first one. <laughs> really? Who's made their donation 1984.
2: That is interesting. Congratulations,
1: cool. dude. You'd assume... I, I just would assume somebody else would have done that by now. But uh, anyways, uh, thank you all for your support. And also a new donation from Anselmo Incorporated. Because we also... We put a new button up on the website, on the BeyondSynth website. So if you don't like using Patreon, um, there is now a PayPal button on the website, beyondsynth.com, if you want. And it's it's also a subscription button. So you can subscribe the same way you do with PayPal. I think it's like 5, 10, 25 a month, I think. Um, I'll add some more stuff, though. We're going to add, add more ways for people to support the show. We're going to get the, the shop... Uh, up and running at some point as well so i'll talk a bit about that too so i thought i would just say so some of the changes so Mm. in case people were concerned the show is exactly the same it will be exactly the same the reason why i've gotten rid of the segments is just because i want to really focus this year i've got um a mandate or mission you're going on a mandate yeah i am going on a mandate. So my, anyway. my mission this year is to date as many men as possible. Oh, sorry,
2: it didn't happen. Yeah, no, there'll be a lot
1: of pictures and video okay. of, uh, I guess, gay sex. I don't know. Anyway, look, the point is uh, this year, uh, the mission statement is I want to have as many new guests on the show as possible. So that's going to be the focus. That's going to be for the, the main interview. And I'm also changing my rules. So I've got some rules. I don't usually talk about them too much, but basically, you know, when I have a guest on the show for the main interview, because it's usually like, you know, an hour and a half sometimes, Yeah, I like to like a whole bunch of their music. You know what I mean? And so, you know, oftentimes I'm talking to people who have, you know, already been making music for many years. They have lots of albums, lots of songs, so we have a lot to talk about. So sometimes when an an artist comes on the scene, they might have like a really good single, but I, I usually don't necessarily have them on as the main guest because... I'm waiting for them to make more music. Right. But I realize now, you know, there's been so many people who, you know, have come out with, you know, great EPs or great singles or they're new artists. I'm always sitting there waiting. You know, I'm always waiting until, you know, they do something else before I invite them on as a guest. And so I'm changing my rules a bit so that I'm going to just start talking to more people and reach out to more artists and have them on the show. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start doing like short interviews as well so you know they'll still be the main guest oh. but then you know if someone just came out with a cool single or something or someone you know they've they've had this EP and, and I've been waiting around so you know, I might have them on the show for a shorter interview um, where I can get to meet them and stuff like that and so, so this year I just want to make sure I get to as many new guests who you haven't heard on the show as possible that's this year's mission. Sounds good man that sounds exciting and, and the reason why I'm getting rid of segments is just because I'm really trying to eliminate all the things that are time consuming for me when I edit mm. and so it might not sound like it to you guys like the audience but segments take me longer to edit then just like right now, Marco's with me, and mm-hmm. you know we're recording this a few days before the show airs, and it's a lot easier for me to edit this because we sort of
2: do it kind of live. Is this how you're trying to set me up for getting rid of me and Florence <laughs> and everybody? Is this what you're talking? Is this the you're going to do it live on air? Is this how you're going to do it? Yeah, you're gone. Could you just send me a message or call me personally? No, because
1: I wanted to publicly humiliate you, Marco. That's the way I Jesus do things. Jesus Christ! Uh, that's the point, basically. And so, uh, doing segments, sometimes I'd record them in bulk. I would get confused. I would forget if I had. Done the segment, I have to like edit all the audio and then dub in new audio into the segments when I do the Patreon shout outs and stuff. And it was just a lot of work. Mm. And so we're moving forward. Yeah. And I want to just eliminate those things. And so the show is just there's just more show, less jingles, and just more interviews and music. And that is that's why, to be fair, there is still going to be segments, <laughs> but there's going to be less segments. Uh, and okay. that's that's, so that's my basically mission what it means. Yeah. And okay. so that's that's the plan for season seven, man. Lots of new guests mm. and awesome music. Oh, it looks like I'm safe for another year! Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, like to be fair, even if I did kick you guys off of segments, we're st- we're still doing the uh, the monthly Beyonce yeah. family shows, and so you guys will still be there. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun.
2: That show, actually. yeah.
1: But, it, but obviously, there will still be segments. Anyways, look, I'm gonna play a song, and then we'll uh, we'll keep talking. Okay, so Alrighty. here I'll play this song by Damocles. Um, this is from his new album Ministry of Synth. This is never the same. Never the Same by Democles uh, from the album Ministry of Synth. And that was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, Chris Dance, the king of the Pattersons, still the king of the Pattersons. Chris Dance is a cool guy in this very new year, 2019. And joining him with the 6650 9 is Jose Arbelo. Hello, Jose. I hope you're having a lovely <laughs> 2019. It just started, so I hope it's good for you. And I'm here with um, I'm here with Marco. That's right, the one and only. Yeah, man. So um, you had a good Christmas. You had a good New Year's. Yep. You still haven't beaten Red Dead Redemption, so I can't talk to you about it. No, I've
2: been playing it a fair bit. Um, well, not in the last, probably not in the last few days, but uh, been playing a lot of stuff, watching a lot of stuff. I guess that's what you do in winter time here in the US. You know, you don't really go outside. I guess some people do. I don't fucking know. But, uh... I've been enjoying my time inside, let's just say that. You can go cross country skiing. Well there isn't enough snow. It's weird. It's like we're in this December's been so mild. There's, there's a bit of snow, but not enough to really like build a snowman or you know, or, or go skiing. <laughs> yeah, that sort of shit. So well, go cross country walking. <laughs> well, yeah, nah fuck that. Um <laughs> I, I actually did go for a workout today and I think that's part of the reason why I got such a bad headache and shit. I'm so unfit and I put on so much weight, but I'm like, nah, that's it. I gotta it doesn't matter what the weather's like, I gotta start doing some exercise. So. so I just walked up the hill and back and man I was fucked seriously Jesus Christ this diet's killing me Andy are you gonna do the uh Rocky workout from Rocky (laughs) 4 yeah yeah I got it queued up on my uh mp3 player do people still have mp3 players I don't I I mean I've got it queued up on my phone that's it you know what (laughs) my cousin he has an mp3 player
1: because he works uh where the fuck does he work again he works at like there's a government job where you're not supposed to have recording equipment ah yes but he likes to listen to music and work and so he actually has an old mp3 player that I think got stolen because the house got robbed and the problem is you can't get mp3 players anymore right because everything is a smart device and you can't have smart devices if it's like a government job where you're not supposed to have cameras in the facility or whatever yeah I know that yeah so they allowed him to have the mp3 player because that's all it was Right. whereas now anything you buy has a fucking camera and a microphone and wi-fi and all this stuff and so it's hilarious like so he's like (laughs) going on the internet trying to buy based basically like an outdated uh, mp3 player <laughs> so yeah i guess people still still use them i haven't seen one in so long <laughs> i had a few i remember like back in the day when they first came out and i kept on buying cheap ones and they would like break after like a month and they all had some proprietary like remember before like usb jacks yeah. were actually like hey they all use the same one now and then of course apple keeps fucking changing it like every two phones oh, it's just like oh, now it's a USB C thunderbolt but like <laughs> It's funny, like, I go back and look at all these old devices I used to have before I take them apart for robot costumes, and a lot of them have these, like, weird USB connections, where the the end that plugs into the device is just this Mm -hmm. weird-shaped thing, and it's like, I guess they all wanted to get in the ground floor of having their own, like, proprietary cables, and... Fuckers. Yeah,
2: a lot of them are very similar. They almost work with each other, but they're just not quiet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I know. You go back and you're like, fuck, why wouldn't this fit in there? Oh, it's a wrong one. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, man, do you want to play me a song? Sure. One of my favorite albums of 2018 was crockett's uh the revenant it is the spiritual sequel to 2015's the heist it's an amazing concept album it's like a soundtrack to a miami vice action type movie it's best listened to from start to finish It really is amazing stuff I love listening to it when I'm driving in the car It is available at crockett.bandcamp.com Obviously comes highly recommended My favorite track off the album will probably have to be Break for the Border Alright man, let's check it out This is Break for the
1: Border by Crockett Crockett Rockets with the track Break for the Border. Marco's second pick of the week brought to you by my lovely uh, Patreon supporters, Jacob Wick with the 4488 and Lucas Sabios with the 2666. And how about Clint Dowling? Let's fucking mention him in the $25 club. Lots of cool people, man. Mm. So, I was on YouTube and there was this documentary and I don't I didn't actually watch it, but it's called Cobra Gypsies. <laughs> what?
2: Isn't that That's awesome like, sounding? I need to know what it is now, Andy. I'm sorry. Oh, I saw you another really, <laughs> thing the Gypsy. I watched it. What the fuck? I watched this documentary, again, I, you
1: know when YouTube just has things for you to watch, and uh, this one was the world's smallest people, and there's the smallest man in the world called Ping Ping. I took this still image of him because he looks like Mike, like Mike Mendoza. I sent, <laughs> sent him this <laughs> really? still image. Well, he doesn't, okay, he doesn't look exactly <laughs> like him, but he reminded me of Mike, and it was hilarious. Like, Ping Ping, and he's like, smokes, like, 30 cigarettes a day, and so there's this picture of him, like, wearing shades upside down and, like, holding these, this fucking cigarette. <laughs> (laughs) i send it to mike i'm just like oh i was
2: laughing so hard looking oh my god this is so bad it actually slightly reminds me of him too i don't know why oh my god (laughs) sorry mike (laughs) oh my god look how small he is it's like mini mike (laughs) oh yeah no he's like he's the smallest man in the world fuck because there's a guy with his hands on his shoulders oh my god he is small two foot five man whoa no
1: way (laughs) but uh, ping ping aside uh, we're going to have a good season I guess I forgot to mention that today on the show is Neon Knox. Uh, I probably should have mentioned that at the start of the wicked. show I'm getting bad at this and one more guest for the uh, <laughs> Swedish uh, playlist I'm working on I, I've had so many Swedish guests last season and then this season uh, I'm starting with a Swedish guest I think I've got another one coming up because
2: I plan on talking to Wave Shaper wicked it's hilarious like there's been so many Swedish producers I've talked to well there's so many good ones in general I mean it's like they've got their own little synth syndicate going on up there. Yeah, man. Do you think it's because it's so cold up there? That's what, I mean, most of the year they just inside working on music. Is that why they're so good? I don't, I don't know. It's you know what? That's a good question. I never asked any of them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. So we, I guess we can just speculate on that one. <laughs> Look, I'm going to play a song here, and then we'll uh, we'll keep talking. So this was requested by Lucas Ceballos. Um, as you know, the twenty five dollar patrons to Beyond Synth get to. Uh, record quest a song, and none of them ever do, except for Lucas. And he wants to listen to Lucasette with the track I Will Show You, and that is what we are gonna do. So this is for you, Lucas Bios. This is Lucasette with the track I Will Show You. And that was I Will Show You by Lucasette. Lovely song that was uh, requested by Lucas Ceballos, patron extraordinaire. And uh, and I guess that was also brought to you by my other uh, awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, and Emilio Estevez. Uh, thank you all for your support. If you want to support the show like these awesome people you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth and if you don't like patreon just go to beyondsynth.com and there's a paypal link up there too and we're gonna put more up there sometimes people like to do different things um anyway i'm
2: here with marco how's it going man good man good i just finished uh, the evil within i know you're not a huge fan of horror games but i really enjoyed that one it was very creepy and intense Cool. So this is what you're doing instead of playing Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, I knew this is
0: what I didn't want to tell you.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it was a short game, and I'd be dying to play it. So I finished it pretty quick. It was only like 16 hours or something, and... Um that out, but I've been wanting to play that for years. So what's your review of The Evil Within? Does it get a thumbs up from Marco? It does, it does. Look, I'm a huge fan. Probably my favorite type of games are probably, well, like some of the Resident Evils, Silent Hills and all that, and I think Silent Hills fell away, and the latest Resident Evil's good, even though I haven't finished that yet, but this is kind of very much along the lines of Silent Hill. If you like the previous Silent Hills, you'll like this, and it is an older game. I know it's a 2014, there's even a second one that's come out, but I really enjoyed the first, I really did enjoy it. It was fucking genuine. Creepy. I mean, there was times where I was screaming and yelling when I got the spider lady chasing me with a... Oh, man, it's <laughs> freaky shit in it, eh? It's like scr- scratching at your ass, you know? And I'm like, ah! And, and then Josie came upstairs, you know, are you okay? What's, what's going on? I'm going <laughs> to hear you screaming. But anyway, it's, uh, it's funny. Yeah, you know what? Actually, you know shit. what game you should uh, beat? What? Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> very funny, very funny, yeah. Well, I'm a funny guy. It'll be a while before I, I finish that. I um, How do I put this? I'm a really particular kind of guy. Like, I have my way of doing things, and it's really weird. Like, I know people look at you and go, like, I have a way of eating meals. I always eat it the same, right? I like <laughs> I shove them directly up my ass. really <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I'll eat them in an order. There's a particular order. No, <laughs> like if I have steak, fries, and and uh, salad, and everyone's like, "Why are you eating your steak?" I always save the best for last. Mm. So I will eat the whole steak at the end. With um open world games, like uh, especially Rockstar games, I'm always like, I would like to do the story later as much as possible. I will delay it and do all the other shit first. So right. And I really take my time. I like to do everything. So I'm a bit weird like that.
1: Yeah, I, I totally understand. Like, I was doing that, too. I was savoring the game and stuff. And then there was a point in Red Dead Redemption 2, there's a sort of story moment where once that thing happened, I was like, okay, I just need to see the rest of the story now. Like, it, it got dramatic. Wow, it, riveting. It, it got dramatic and, and sort of emotional, yeah. and I was like, i got to see this through. And then the game went on for so long. After that. Well, one of these days we'll do a show about it, because I thought, I thought the story was really, really good. Like, I was really happy with
2: it. Well, I'll get on with the game, and then we'll be able to talk about it soon. Even if when I not finish it, at least we can talk about it a bit more. I'm, di- I'm diving into the
1: online a bit right now. I don't know how I feel about it yet, really. Like,
2: it's uh, it seems fine. Okay. But. Do you want to play me another song? Yes, you want another song? Okay, I can do that, Andy. I uh, got a brilliant new track from Turbo Night, who's been killing it lately. Uh, his new one, a really high-intensity outrun track, is called Miami Synth Riot 1982. Can you give it a spin, please, Andy? I will do that. This is <laughs>
1: Turbo Night with Miami Synth Riot 19. 19- seen 82 And that was turbo night with the track miami synth riot 1982 marco's third pick of the week and that was brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters in the 25 dollars club action jackson chris williams christian james and joey and kendra I'm here with Marco. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. (laughs) And, uh, of course, later on in the program, we'll be talking to Neon Knox. And by we, I mean me. And that's what we're going to do today. I am mad at my dentist. Why? She's overzealous. She gave you shitty filling? No, well... (laughs) (laughs) it it might be so you remember when i was telling you about my fucking debacle where i chewed my mouth up yes after i was eating the croissant because my mouth was numb (laughs) yes i went in there with two specific issues okay Mm -hmm. so i said look the back tooth on the top left hand side of my mouth it's a bit sensitive when i floss in between these two teeth so there's probably you know a cavity or something forming there can you resolve that and then i had a visible sort of thing on, on one of my teeth that I was like I, that needs to be fixed. Yeah. right? There's a, there's a cavity forming there. I want it solved. That was two things. So I came in and said, these are my two problems. And then she starts going in my mouth and then she doesn't really say what she's doing. She just talks to like the assistant person. And it's all just like, okay, uh, you know, A5 uh, (laughs) arterial buckle, uh, G5 uh, molar, A2, you know, and just like saying all this shit, you know, like she's Mm -hmm. a fucking chess player or something. (laughs) And then that person's like writing all this shit down. And then she's just like, okay, so, uh, you know, we'll set up an appointment for next week. Uh, We're going to do like this one half because we can't numb your whole face at the same time. So we'll do this half first and then do the other half. I'm like, okay. And so when I get there, it's like an hour appointment and she fucking filled in like a bunch of things. Right? Yes. I didn't ask her to do. She didn't even tell you she was doing it. She just went ahead and did it. Yeah, basically. like they never explicitly what? explained. Like it was like my job to ask. So when I went to the fucking counter to pay, you know, because insurance covers most of it, but I still have to pay first. Mm. Right? So I get there and it's like, okay, well that'll be uh twelve fifty. I'm like, what? It was fucking $1,250 Jesus
3: Christ
2: I didn't
1: know Like they were just Lucky that I had That money in the bank <laughs> Right And I don't know What would happen If I didn't Like if I just Was just like Yeah there's only Like 600 bucks In my bank And like Okay like What happens now Like we're gonna Have a fucking Standoff Like well, you know Yeah. So I'm so pissed off Because since then The right side of my face Is all like Sensitive to cold now Like and teeth That weren't a problem Before oh, Like my gosh. back molars That now she's Fucking filled in And so now like <laughs> I wake up at nighttime and sometimes the tooth is like kind of pulsing a bit, like, I haven't gotten used to it. I hate that
2: feeling. yeah,
1: And, like, and my mouth is sensitive, where, like, every time I drink, if it's too cold or if it's too hot, like, that side of my mouth, like, feels sensitive, and I'm supposed to go back to do the other fucking side, the thing I wanted Mm. her to do in the first place, and I'm like... Another (laughs) $1,250? Well, this time I'm gonna fucking call her on it. I might have to use my family as a bargaining chip and just be like, dude, like, you fix this problem, and or else I'm taking
2: my family and me out of here. But some arrogance or whatever that she thinks she can, like, just do that without explaining. Anything or telling you I mean it's weird It's like imagine Taking your car To a mechanic And you say look i got a problem With the wheel And they come back Like oh, $1,500 later Here you go We fixed the uh, the engine Here's the caliper fixed Here's yeah. this and that And you're just like What the fuck dude like,
1: Well that's what weird, happened man. And I was like I was fucking pissed off cause, like, And it's been annoying me Because she never fixed The fucking The, the problem And so now I, I don't even want to go back To get any more dental work done Because this side of my face If I get work done On this side of my face Then my whole fucking mouth Will be <laughs> So I have to wait now and it's so fucking annoying because it's been, I don't know, has it been a month?
2: Been a while. Yeah, it's been about a month. Yeah, I think it probably would have been a month. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, wow, what a pain in the ass. Shit like that really bugs me. You know, I hate shit like that. I'm just so annoyed because I mean, I'm just, I keep on replaying in my head, like, what would have happened if I didn't have the money? Yeah, I know. That's a very real possibility. What are they going to call the police? Or, I mean, usually you have to pay before you go. They don't just let you go yeah, in. Mean, I don't if,
1: know what, what would happen. I'd just be looking at them like, sorry, next time, fucking don't do a bunch of random shit in my face,
2: you asshole. I almost wish she didn't have the money. Like, I don't wish bad things, but I just wish, you know what I mean? I, I I almost do to see what would have happened to be like well, fuck you why did you do all that work without telling me how much it was going to cost uh, you just went, yeah, like, you yeah, know. like it's. What's weird is this, I bet
1: you obviously Yeah, if I fucking asked and was very Specific, like, just like, okay, so what are we doing? Like, stuff, but it's still weird that that Was my responsibility Shouldn't be your responsibility, yeah It shouldn't be your responsibility Cause someone could say that, just be like, well, how could, didn't they give you, like, a Piece of paper? I'm just like, no one Ever said out loud, I'm gonna Fill in a bunch of things you didn't ask for Like, that was never a sentence that Was said, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my dentist story, so, so I'm mad at my dentist dentist that's all that's i feel yeah. that's what people feel need feel to yeah.
2: know <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah yeah that's frustrating she didn't even fix what you wanted to fix so so hopefully you can go back and then she'll do the other side and you can have a whole set of sensitive teeth in your mouth
1: yeah dude great. well that's I, it just reminds me because every time i drink this fucking water i'm reminded <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, anyways, look, right, well, let's listen to a song. I think I've depressed people with my dentist story. <laughs> this is a track from A Trey, A T R E Y. And this track is cool. This is Dream. <laughs> And that was Dream by Atrey. And that's a cool track. That was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Frank Skinicki, Gregorio Franco, and Mike Shima. And hell, we'll just do another shout-out to Murat, who uh, is with the 1984, because I think that's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Don't forget, you can check out all the links to all the artists uh, that we play on the show. It's in the show notes. Go click on more info when you're on SoundCloud or if you're listening on YouTube or whatever and um, do it up, man, so you can
2: follow all these awesome uh, artists we play and go
4: buy their music.
2: Yeah, I like that song. Any good pick. Is that how you pronounce it? Atre? I, I always said Atre. I don't know. I'm terrible. It looks like a tray to me, like a tray. Uh, you're probably right. You usually are right. I'm, I'm terrible with pronouncing To be
1: honest atre. with you, though, I never asked, so we'll see. Let me know, man. Am I saying it wrong? Maybe it's like
2: Atre? I don't know why it would do that, but... <laughs> That reminds me, that's like uh, a never-ending story. Oh, yeah, Treyu. I don't think I've ever cried so hard when that that horse died. It was so embarrassing. (laughs) <laughs> you know
1: Neverending Story is one of those movies, again. It's like, um, I don't like it as much as other people like it. Fair enough. Yeah, look, I, I don't think it's aged as well as I remembered it. I have a problem with the framing device in movies when people are reading books. It's the reason why I don't like uh, Princess Bride. It's the same thing. It's like, I like when the fantasy is just, the movie is the fantasy. You know what I mean? Like, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings or whatever. It's just, you're just watching a movie that takes place in a fantasy world. I don't like when there's a framing device that goes, well, this movie takes place in the real world, and it's really about a fucking kid using his imagination it's like I hate that it sucks to me yeah
2: yeah, not fair enough yeah. I
1: just don't buy into the the magic of kids reading books and movies like it's just it's not something you capture on film it's it, it looks shitty and that's the same with Princess Bride it's the same thing it's like even though I like Columbo and uh, it just doesn't work for me like I just wish it just
2: took place in that world and we didn't have the but I know some people like sentimental shit there isn't too many movies like that. I mean, I can, I now that you mention it, long only really the two that I can think of. It's, it really hasn't been done that much, I suppose. But thankfully, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, or like any time any movie starts with a framing device of like a book opening. Yeah. And this is the story of how fucking Jingzo Boo, bling, 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 blue, blue, <laughs> you know. I'm incapable of coming up with a fake name. Did you have another song or did you play all your songs?
2: I got one more. Okay, how about this?
1: We'll listen to your song now, and then uh, and then I'll go chat with uh, Neon Knox. So what? uh,
2: What do you got, man? What have I got? (laughs) I got. Hang on a sec. Let me just see if it's. (laughs) Uh, Actually, just just hang on a sec. Give me all you got. All right, I've got an awesome sort of atmospheric soundtrack. Type song here from Aveda. I'm new to his music, but he seems like one talented son of a bitch. And the track is Ultima Fuel. All right, <laughs> man, here it is. <laughs> uh, what a setup to this guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, okay, well, let's uh, let's listen to this track, man. This is Evader with the track Ultima Thule. That's how it's pronounced, because it is a Kuiper Belt object, but we won't uh, get too far into the nerdiness of that. Let's just listen to the song. This is Ultima Thule by Evader. the track Ultima Thule which is named after a Kuiper Belt object that was uh, visited by the, the New Horizons spacecraft so this is a uh, space space thing Ultima Thule anyways that's a cool song that was uh, Marco's fourth pick of the wick look at that pick of the wick <laughs> pick of the w- <laughs> you're gonna have your pick of the wick on your mandates. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what we'll rename your segment to instead of keeping it 80s we'll call it pick of the wick of the wick with Marco, uh, but look, let's uh, we're gonna go talk to Neon Knox, and then uh, and then that's what we're gonna do now. All right, cool. So uh, you uh, you hang tight, Marco, and I'll uh, I'll say goodbye to you when I'm done uh, right. when I'm done chatting with Neon Knox. So uh, here he is. All right. Well, I'm here with Neon Knox.
5: Hey man, how's it going, dude? It's good, it's good. You having a good day? Yeah. Just came from a job after a hard day working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So you are Lucas. That is
5: correct. Yeah, that's
1: correct. Yeah. Although before we just hit record, you told me that the actual Polish pronunciation is different.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's Łukasz. Łukasz. So like, how is it spelt? It's like a L with uh, with this kind of uh line that kind of crossed the L, the, the straight line that crossed L. Okay. So it's it's pronounced like W like Łukasz So. Does Polish have a few different characters in their
1: alphabet? Oh hell yeah. Oh, so many, man. All right. So, I've had I've had a lot of Swedish people
5: on from Sweden, but you so you live in Sweden but you're not Swedish? Yes, indeed. I uh, I work and I, I live in um in Sweden. For like I've been here like for I don't know 18 years or something like that. Okay. So, basically I'm more Swedish than Polish to be honest. So when did you move to Sweden? Like, how old were you? I was something around 14, I think.
1: Do you still have like, some of
5: your accent? Yeah, oh yeah, man, oh yeah. I still have like a Polish, really hard one accent, because, you know, the Swedish is uh, a lot of like a singing language. How you pronounce stuff, is goes like up and down all the time. Sure. And the Polish, which is like a Slavic language, is more like, uh, you know, it's very, the same sounding all the time, you know? Sure. So, uh, it was kind of, um, hard to adapt for me in in the start you know because I had this kind of really hard accent but I think it disappears after a few years you know so but you can you can still hear it so why did you come to Sweden my mom married uh, the guy here in Sweden and she asked me if I want to move and you know when you are 14 you kind of doesn't have an opinion about uh, anything, so I was like, yeah, why not? So, yeah, so I moved to Sweden. So how would you contrast life in Poland versus life in Sweden? I don't know, man, it's just it was, uh, well, it was different but, um, I, it was kind of strange because, you know, when you are 14, you kind of already have like a best friends and you kind of hang around with them and do all the stuff. And when you move in the summer, when we moved, it was, when I was 14, it was like you had no friends and anything. So it was a bit tough in the beginning, but, um, uh, I get myself a computer and, and uh, that kind of helped me yeah. in the start. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So yeah And TV games Are you still
1: in contact With your With any of your old friends From
5: Poland No, not so much To be honest Mostly uh, Mostly relatives Like you know Grandma and stuff like that mm. But no I, I don't have any, Almost any contact With friends at all You know You get new friends And the amount of friends You can have When you're over the 30 It's like you know You just pick some And then you don't You don't have Energy to have More friends <laughs> <laughs> You know how it is No it is It is that way It's funny <laughs> And then once I started having kids, I don't see
1: any of them either. But it it mostly is just because it's so tiring. Like, I'm always tired. And so when the option is to go out and hang out with people or sleep, I choose sleep. (laughs) Because sleep is very important.
5: I totally understand you. My best friend, uh, he got uh, kids two years ago, and he's constantly tired. But, you know, you really appreciate him. I really appreciate when we meet together and, you know, just have a good time together because it's a for him it's like a good quality time and for me too so you know yeah 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 it's just a bit different but you are you in this kind of uh, parents
1: paradox for me it's mostly it's it's i'm in the podcast paradox because like <laughs> i spend most of my time editing the show that's pretty much what i do all the time is i just <laughs> i record myself talking to people and then i edit it and play it for other people <laughs> And that's awesome. my life. Awesome. What about the ladies then when you went over to Sweden was like the ladies better looking? <laughs>
5: <laughs> I ask the important questions here. Yeah, you do, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's um I don't know how to say it. You know, I'm um, are you being diplomatic? Yeah, I'm tr- yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a merry man. Mhm. Oh, Not I my, well, I have I have a girlfriend, so so it's kind of hard to talk about this kind of stuff at the moment. But uh, you know, it's 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 both have pros and cons. I would say, yeah, yeah, pros and cons, da, yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I just like putting people on the spot. Yeah, I don't really because I don't I don't really know them. Sweet, Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. See, when we think of the Scandinavian countries, we think of like the tall blonde women.
5: Yeah, that's that's kind of like that's what it is. My my girlfriend's tall blonde, so
1: yeah, that's and Poland
5: on point. I
1: don't really know Poland though. Is Polish more like short ladies with brown hair? I don't know, man.
5: I'm <laughs> gonna. <laughs> uh yeah i think so i don't know it's like i mean you know you had they have this kind of slavic look i think you know it's like our polish
1: women like hard like they can fucking punch you in the face is that what they're like
5: yeah 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 totally they totally can punch you i guess so yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is how worldly i
1: am this is my knowledge all right how about this look yeah. Let's start listening to some music cuz you make some cool tunes and we're going to uh, listen to them. We're going to go back to the EP from 2015 called Vanishing Point and right out of the gate I mean you were making like high quality stuff. Cool, man. Uh you know some sometimes people you know like they have like a little bit of a you know they start out and they sort of slowly get better but I think right out of the gate you came out with a with a great song, uh, great songs on this one and this is a this one is called Hot Pursuit featuring Power Nerd. And that was Hot Pursuits, featuring Power Nerd by Neon Knox. Cool man, and I'm here with with Neon Knox right now, man. So uh, yeah, this this EP
5: was great, and it's just a uh, just good good songs. Thanks man, thanks man. I had some experience from producing music, so. The first EP actually was was not something I, I just, you know, jump into the production and, and just start experimenting. So I think that's why the quality was um, maybe a bit okay compared to other people who maybe started in the, in the music. So what, was, what were you doing before? I was a um, house producer and DJ. So, um, I was DJing for, I don't know, maybe 10 years. I did maybe 150 gigs or something like that. Mm. And it was um, 50% DJing and 50% kind of live mashing like with beats and melodies and stuff like that. So, that kind of developed to uh, me actually producing my own stuff. But it wasn't good. was so- <laughs> <laughs> shit, to be honest. So was
1: there like a scene? I mean, you're doing DJing, so I guess there's sort of like a DJ scene maybe, but for like the house music and stuff in the way that there is with, with Synthwave? I mean, like, were you like on forums and chatting with people about making house music? Before I lived in Växjö, I
5: uh, was living in Gothenburg, which is like a big city, and uh, the scene was, the underground scene was actually quite huge getting contact with people was really easy the uh, only thing you had to do was actually go to the clubs and uh, you know meet with people who actually was DJs also and you know start kind of collaborating with them and, and that's how I kind of started to uh, making clubs because I had my own parties before and stuff like that so we did lots of kind of underground clubs and those kind of things what's the Swedish word for ecstasy <laughs> the ecstasy Yeah, the drug I think it's ecstasy, actually I I think think it's it's the same one Just a
1: universal word That's all I think of When I think of DJ scene in like the 2000s Or whatever I'm just assuming There's a lot of people Just gnashing their teeth And have their pupils All dilated (laughs) Yeah
5: (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean you know it's electronic music and I think you know for people to kind of understand this music easier is to take drugs and stuff like that I didn't do it personally you know I, I was just there for music and for you know just being in the scene
1: that's probably the way it is a lot of times with like when it comes to electronic music because you're sitting there with all those switches and like there's a lot of stuff to do I mean if you're actually doing it that yeah. everybody else is on drugs but then you're not because you have to fucking actually focus and you're actually into what you're doing yeah totally I couldn't imagine I, I mean i only did that particular drug a few times in high school and like i wouldn't have been able to do anything creative because it wasn't really a creative experience it's, a, it's uh, more like exactly. yeah you, you hear a beat and you just want to fucking sit there and groove like an
5: idiot but you wouldn't yeah. it. Yet. Well, you know, it also was different because when I was starting DJing, we played vinyl. So we had like singles, 12-inch singles with uh, house tracks. So it was more of, you know, you have to be really good to mixing because there was no like a sync tempo stuff and stuff like that. So everything was done manually. You have to really know the beat and the vibe and the tempo and kind of learn from that. So it was kind of like a craftsmanship to kind of, you know, do a long mixes. Right So it was impossible To be a drunk Or, or you know On something to, to kind of actually Mix that stuff So would you practice At home Like
1: would you sit yeah. there And like you take a record And you're like Okay this one's Fucking 125 BPM So I can't blend From this song To that song Like that kind of stuff
5: Yeah definitely I mean uh, For vinyl DJs You have to really Practice like everyday To be really tight And mixing So uh, And you You kind of heard it When you were at parties And people were bad DJs You, you just heard it you know because they couldn't you know big match so that was kind of like the cool stuff you know to know how to really mix and uh, it was it was good times actually you know and then all this uh, digital world came in you know with the CDs and MP3s and kind of ruins lots of that for people and that was kind of for me the change when i started to kind of try to do more of um adding my own loops and stuff like that because i just i just felt like you just push the tempo you know and then tracks was beat mixed and you have nothing to do you know Mm. i didn't want to be a dj one who makes the hearts and clap his hands and you know all this kind of (laughs) funky stuff (laughs) it wasn't really me did you do any tricks where like when you take the vinyl like
1: off the the player, could you like do little things where you like spin the vinyl in your hand and put it back in the sleeve and stuff?
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we did lots of kind of stuff. you know the, back in the days when you had like those cheap turntables, mm-hmm. you could mess around with them by calling on your cell phone. So if you had the DJ who was playing, you could call to your like an old Nokia cell phone mm-hmm. and the signal from the phone will uh, get into the vinyl and you would hear it out to the out from the speakers okay. So we, were, yeah. <laughs> so we were doing lots of this kind of stuff or you will like turn off the power of the uh, turntable so the turntable was like slowing all the time so you have to like pitch it, the, the tempo and then when you realize you know the tempo is wrong you're just like oh shit this doesn't work you know so we did lots of kind of pranks on all the other DJs all the time but. <laughs> so uh, yeah it was a good times, really and also in back in that time you know when uh, the house started being big you know everybody was that didn't understand really the popular people who went to the big clubs they really didn't understand music because all of what they was playing was like R&B and pop music so people who was on our parties they were they were there for the music so you know you could do all this kind of stuff without feeling silly how quick was the
1: decline of that scene, like because uh, you were saying before, like with like MP3s and and things like that. Like once that stuff started to come in, I guess that would have changed the whole dynamic. If someone could be a DJ without having to be good at it,
5: yeah. Well, for me, it took a long time because I I just loved vinyls. Mm. It was like a culture now because every Friday I went to a shop. Uh, where they sold like uh, 12 inches singles you know and with like really underground house music and you could like meet all the people there like you know all the DJs who was like playing this weekend and um, it was kind of cool place to be and when CD and mp3 came in you know, that kind of culture just disappeared. So for me, it was this kind of really crushing because that kind of feeling of being on the Fridays and buying violence and talk with the people, that kind of fade away a lot. So it was more like everybody could be a DJ and you, have, you had this kind of feeling that the craftsmanship you've been working on disappears you know so do you like watching those
1: videos on youtube with the djs who have all the equipment but they're not actually doing anything
5: yeah i love them It's <laughs> 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 the best thing ever <laughs> yeah so that that's why i started with the, you know with the ableton and all those things because i just i just want to you know do something more than just pushing to play, you know? Yeah, that makes sense to me, man. Well, how about
1: this? Let's listen to another song. Cool. So here's a cool one. This is still from uh, Vanishing Point, and this was another one I dug. This is Greed in the Sun by Neonox. Was Neon Knox with the track "Greed in the Sun," and I am here with Neon Knox right now. Hey Andy, yeah, and we're talking about DJing, good times. Yeah, we're moving away from it though. But these were these were fond memories, and now we're we're drifting into uh, making the electronic music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm just I'm just getting the audience caught up, yeah, was, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> just in case people fell asleep in the first ten minutes. But so. <laughs> Yeah, man. So what's the actual timeline of all of this, though? Like, what were the actual years?
5: I think there was, like, the vinyl days was, like, 2004 and five, And from then, uh, I think I started, like, DJing with, the, like, electronic music. And Ableton, I was, like, 2009, 10, something like that. I'm really bad in ears and numbers so yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that kind of you know changed that I kind of wanted to start making my own music so I started like releasing stuff on my own that actually was uh, one of tracks actually is on the label uh, like one big uh, new disco label but uh, you know I kind of realized really fast that the stuff I was producing was not actually what I want to really do as producer. Like I want to play it in a club, but as a producer, I felt like this was not the music for me. So yeah, I started like a, by a bunch of kind of old synthesizers from you know old people. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the fun is in Sweden. Yeah, in Sweden you have something called dance band. Okay. It's like uh, folk music made for people that want to like dance. But it's really cheesy, mm-hmm. and those people are ones that really bought like this really awesome big you know synthesizers um, stuff because they were they were always playing live, yeah. So if you move forward, those people are kind of old now, yeah, and they start into selling all this kind of like this equipment that nobody uses so right. uh, like uh, a few years back I started kind of like looking on like this kind of cra- Craigslist list and, and just buying all these old, old, old synthesizers for like no money <laughs> and now they cost like fortune yeah yeah yeah
1: it's funny how that works I was think I was talking to Mizukat the, the artist yeah. about this about I was complaining about how Lego like because I, I enjoy playing with Lego now you know Lego is popular and even if you go buy it secondhand, people know what it costs yeah so you can't get it cheap anymore but like in the 90s if i was actually like collecting lego at that time you know there would have been all those sales and people like garage sales and yeah, things yeah, yeah. like that where people and you could have just got it for like no money and so it's always exciting when you when you acquire a hobby at the right time when you can yeah. get all the
5: gear my brother is like five years older and he was collecting shit stones of uh, lego and i actually when i was a kid I sold his Lego for, for ice cream money. <laughs> he beat me so many times for that. It was actually funny. <laughs> and now I remember it's like, it was his like, and I only sold the good ones, you know? Mm. I didn't sell like the, the, the boring pieces. I sold like, you know, the Lego guys, you know, like the, the Vaders and all the, the builders and all the stuff, you know, the helmets and all that. Because he had so much in the beginning, he didn't realize I was selling them. <laughs> <You> know, so... <laughs> But I always like had like I always had like candy, you know, at home, and he didn't know where I was coming from. Wait, so, what's the difference between the the Polish
1: and the Swedish candy?
5: Uh, I don't know, man. It was lots of chocolate, I think, in in Poland. But I think Sweden has a lot better, better uh, candy. I mean, Swedish candy is awesome man it's so good It's so good <laughs> it's just easy to get fat here in this country you know
1: yeah <laughs> well i think that's pretty much true of any uh, a lot of countries there's a lot of fat people
5: did you taste the uh, swedish candy no i'm gonna send you some
1: like i feel like my no yeah no so sorry my family my grandma and stuff i think they were swiss yeah. So they they're all about the chocolate, you know. There was like oh Swiss chocolate, Swiss chocolate, and I'm like okay, and it's fine. Like I I, I like chocolate, but um, I'm I, I think I'm more of a candy guy. Although I gotta stop. Like I I've been trying to quit because uh, it's not very good for you. So what's what's your favorite candy? Good question. You have to have favorites. Uh, we just we have so much. Like there's so so like my thing is this: you have to have the four basic food groups of snacking, <laughs> and then you don't have to stop. So if you have like uh, chips, like potato chips, yep. for for the salty, and then you have uh, gummy candies, like uh, like gummy bears and the and and uh, sour patch kids and stuff. Those are the gummies with like the sugary coating. Yep. And then you have some chocolate in there, and then you don't have to ever stop snacking right because you eat a salty thing yeah, yeah. then you eat a sugary thing then you eat chocolate then you kind of go into the salty thing and stuff and y- vomit you know yes well there is vomiting that happens uh, <laughs> much later so i don't know when it comes to when it comes to candy candy i like uh, like i mean i chew gum but i i like the chewy like the the gummy gummy kind of
5: things gummy bears yeah. and gummy yeah. worms do you like the sour candies like you have the, the sweetness of the gummy but it's uh, sprinkled with this uh, yeah yeah uh, sour I, pulver yeah we have uh, like sour patch kids uh, is what they call them oh you know what I like Swedish berries oh uh, yeah man but do they call them that I don't I doubt they call them that in Sweden do they no 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 yeah, I think that I I really don't know the names of the candy because in like in the usual stores there's like a wall of candy that you uh, it's called plock goodies <laughs> So you have like this huge wall of this kind of scoop. Then you Mm -hmm. can scoop the candy into the boxes.
1: Oh, I'll tell you what I like. Sorry. Uh, 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 Jelly. There's a brand of jelly bean called Jelly Belly. Mm-hmm. And they make, like, sort of gourmet, gourmet quality, like, jelly beans. Oh, this sounds awesome, man. And those are great. And they come in, like, and like you say, like, with all the fucking scoops and stuff. Like, if you go to a real candy store. Yeah. And they've got all the different flavors you can scoop in. But they're really expensive. Uh-huh. Jelly bellies, anyways. And so, it's fun to buy them. But then if you get, like, a decent-sized sack full of jelly beans. And it's, like, fucking $17 for the bag. And it's, like, what the fuck? Like, and it's just jelly beans? Yep.
5: Anyway. Yeah, like I always see those kids in the shop on Fridays, and they begging their uh, parents for buy the candy. And I, what would we usually do? I go and buy the candy and just stand in front of this kid and just show him like scooping all this candy you know? and like yeah. Show him. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, fuck you, kid. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, kid. <laughs> I'm gonna have some candy tonight, not you. <laughs> Well,
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess when you're an adult, right? That's when we get to do those sorts of things.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's it's
1: it's free country, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the word then for the the candy wall? Pluck goodies. Pluck goodies.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what does that mean? Is goodies candy
5: and pluck is what like bins? Uh, pluck it's uh, it's when you when you're picking 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 uh, candy. It's called picking candy. Okay. Pluck goodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh, but. (laughs) Bro, goodies. Well, look,
1: we're gonna move forward here. We're gonna go to 2016 to the Beyond Earth EP, and, uh, we're gonna listen to this track because it's cool. And it's sort of a dancey one, so maybe this is like kind of going back to your roots a bit, but this track is called Final Voyage. Oh, yeah, man. By Neon Nox. And that was Neon Knox with the track Final Voyage. Uh, And I'm here with Neon Knox right now talking about. Clock Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Candies in Sweden. So, what else? uh I feel like I've had so many Swedish guests, I don't want to ask what else goes on in Sweden because I feel like that's that's like the question I've asked them all. Uh, but what, what do you do in, when you're not making tunes?
5: I'm actually a lot in the gaming, so I'm kind of trying to... Uh, I just get so much mo- more time now after I made my album, so I'm trying to kind of stay on top on all the games that have been released lately. Mm-hmm. So I've been uh, playing a lot of Nintendo Switch, actually. Yeah, it's a popular console,
1: man. It seems like everyone uh, everyone's got yeah, one.
5: It's awesome! It's awesome. I mean, I have like really beasty uh, PC for gaming, but mm. um, I lately I just been playing on the Nintendo Switch. Actually, playing all those uh, pixel games, like the one I got uh, now with the the Messenger it's like a tribute to old Ninja Gaiden game oh old yeah how Gaiden? is that
1: game yeah cause I I, I oh, saw it's the awesome.
5: yeah it looked good yeah it's really awesome and I mean the sound and the graphics and uh, what I really like about it is that it's switching from 8-bit era to 16-bit I think I saw like a quick video review so I know it's
1: like it's it's this homage to Ninja Gaiden or is it Gaiden? I don't know I, I think it's Gaiden but like I think, it's, I think it's Gaiden yeah I always said Ninja Gaiden I feel like I've had this conversation with somebody so is the premise that it starts out in eight bit yeah. and then it switches to sixteen. Like it's not switching back and forth, right? Like it
5: Well, I didn't get so far yet, okay. but I know it's like the first phase of game is like really silly and it's like eight bits. And then you get into this portal that changed the game for the sixteen bit. That company's pretty good. They also published that fucking uh,
1: Mother Russia Bleeds game. Is it Devolder? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. They make lots of
5: good stuff. Yeah, man. Almost.
1: So And that game was really good, and I still haven't beat that one, because uh, I made it to the last level with a buddy, and then it got too hard, and then I haven't hung out with that buddy in like a year and so because <laughs> that was like that was going to be our thing because I didn't want to bring in another friend yeah. and then go like start up the last level because I felt like that would be too
5: uh, too much for them I love the game called Broforce yeah my son's been big into playing that one like this is the game we uh, all dudes play together when we like meet meet up and, and have some, want to have something to play so it's like the Broforce is the, the game. Yeah I mean I've
1: played, uh, I've played a bunch of Broforce the I think it was because it was like a free game on PlayStation like yeah yeah last year I think but it's fun it's a fun game
5: so what's you playing them
1: at the moment although by the time this airs I'm assuming I will be playing Red Dead Redemption but at the moment when we're recording this I'm playing uh Spider-Man on the PlayStation
5: Spider-Man
1: that's right that's the song (laughs) 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 Spider-Man
5: Uh, yeah, it's an awesome game. It's fun. Oh, cool. I don't have PS4, so uh, I have no clue how it is. Uh, it's exclusive to PS4, yeah? Yeah, it is. But uh, it's it's good, man. I, I, I like
1: open world games. That's what I usually end up playing the most with the uh, mild RPG elements where I can upgrade my guy but not too extreme. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The thing is that I, j- I, just, I just
5: don't like Spider-Man.
1: Ah, uh, see, I'm a big... I like... Spider-Man is the one... Uh, for me, it's like Batman and Spider-Man.
5: Those are like the two. Like, Batman? Totally, man. Totally. Like, the old Batman, the cartoon Batman. Mm-hmm. The one that's a bit, like, darkish. I, I love it. I love it. But like, Spider-Man, I just, I just can't get it, you know? It's
3: always <laughs> been so...
5: I don't know. I don't know, man. For me, it was because my brother collected
1: Spider-Man comics. My older brother. Yep. Um, I don't have another one, so I don't know why. Clarified, but so he used to have Spider-Man comics, and he was collecting them around the time that um, McFarlane was doing the artwork, and so it always looked cool to me, like I liked yep. it. But I didn't. I didn't really read them necessarily, but. Batman was my like the animated series
5: I love and I remember I think in Poland they kind of air the Batman and the He-Man it was like those two what cartoons yeah 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 together yeah that was like the the weirdest thing like you had Batman and after Batman you had the He-Man oh you had He-Man first so you have to like watch the He-Man just to wait for the Batman because you have your spot in uh, front of the TV, yeah? Mm. So you couldn't leave it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so it was like a He-Man and then it was Batman. So you have to watch the He-Man just to see the Batman. And it was like the old He-Man? Yeah, like the woman, you know, the, the with the she she and all the Skeletor and, and you know, that one. Because I know they, I mean, I think they did like a
1: remade He-Man, but I don't remember what year that was. That was... Past the time I was watching kids' cartoons,
5: I don't remember, man. But it, I think there was something like that. Oh, maybe it was not human. It had to be human. Yeah, man. Well, if if Skeletor is in there, yeah, yeah. Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did they do for the kids' cartoons? Were they in English or did they translate them to Swedish?
5: Ah, oh, they, they translate to Swedish uh, to Polish. Oh, because this is in Poland. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So they they uh, translated to Pol- uh, Polish. So
1: was there a guy do- doing the Skeletor
5: voice? Did he do it? Yeah, he, they did like all, everything in the Polish. It was nightmare. Like they have the same dude for all the movies, all the TV shows, everything. You know. And okay. the guy was like tired. You know, he was like all the way. He was always tired. Like when he said like he man, it was like he man, <laughs> like, like, something like that. You know. So it was painful for the kid to watch something like that, you know? Oh, that's it's too traumatized. bad. traumatized. <laughs> that's what I like about Sweden, because they don't, they don't dub anything. Everything is like in the original sound, you know? And you just mm. have uh, subtitles.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, because I... Well, actually, hold on. Let's let's fucking uh, listen to another song, and then we'll, uh, we'll keep talking. We're going to move to the next one, which was Unfinished Business. This was still from 2016. And this was a fun song. Uh, this one's called Checkpoint, featuring Rebecca and... I don't want to say her last name because I feel like I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> Strogeforce. <laughs> Come again? Struggle <laughs> Strogeforce? S- S- <laughs> like
5: that? See, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. We <laughs> try. At least you try. Yeah, I guess I... Yeah.
1: yeah. A for effort. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's listen. This is Checkpoint. And that was "Checkpoint" by Neon Knox featuring Rebecca.
5: <laughs> Stragefors
1: and uh, and I'm here with uh, with Neon Knox right now, Lucas. Um, so she actually has
5: a new a new nickname. Because yes, of, I
1: noticed. Uh, so so on the newest album, uh, you had a track that was featuring
5: RBKA. So I'm assuming that's her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we decided it'd be just easier to kind of use her uh, artist name than real name. Her real name's easy to say. (laughs) 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 We're just talking about cartoons.
1: Yeah. Because I was going to watch some old, uh, some anime cartoons I hadn't seen. And sometimes when you see the old dubs, because I would watch them in English, some of the dubs are terrible. Like, they're just really bad. And, like, I don't know how... How well Polish the timing? Because that's the big thing with different languages is the timing. And with like anime, it's like they had to fit so many words into a small amount of time with the English dubs. Yep. You know, so every
5: time someone's like,
1: "But what do you mean? Well, we have to go." But ah, bastard, and like, and and they just like, there's so many words that it's hard to take it seriously.
5: Yeah, and also like you know, uh, I remember the sound was always a bit lower. Like you couldn't really hear the the action going on. Okay. So it was, you know, like, it was like if someone was, like, swinging something or breaking or going in, it was uh, a bit always slower because the voiceover had to be, like, super loud. Right. It was painful to watch, actually. (laughs) Did the
1: guy doing the voices, like, did he try and do impressions of the characters? Like, did he do, like, a Skeletor
5: voice, like, in Polish? No, we actually just hear the Skeletor really saying that, but they always play it with, like, a delay. So you could hear, like, actually the English but oh I mean, no! Like, and then, the, and the Polish yeah. guy would just come in over top. Yep, yep, yep. Oh shit. That sucks. Yep. Yeah, that really sucked, really. It was bad. It was really bad. But I think like when the ba- the one I did the Batman, they actually like put the effort to actually dubbing it. Right. So it's and I think I, I don't know if I remember, but I think uh, Batman had like less less of di- dialogue compared to like He-Man. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, so I always felt like the, the He-Man was the one that they always talk so much, so <laughs> Na czym polega ta misja? Za pozwoleniem wolałbym na razie o tym nie mówić, ale ma ona żywotne znaczenie dla bezpieczeństwa eterni. Adamie, wygląda na to, że przed Tobą stoi odpowiedzialne zadanie.
3: Dziękuję,
1: ojcze. Mam władzę! You know, like with all, with movies and, and, and cartoons as well, it's like the older they are, they have to, they see, I think they have to explain more because they, they don't know how much the kids can like understand. When I watch like, 1960s Spider-Man cartoon, they're explaining everything they're doing like it's a radio play. Yeah. You could turn the picture off and you would still understand the story because they're literally, like, narrating what they're doing. Yeah. You know, so so it's just like, now I'm outside the window. Now I can snap some secret pictures of Lizard Man so I can send them back to J. Jonah Jameson. And, like, (laughs) and whereas, like, as it gets more sophisticated I think they know what kids can understand and they could actually just tell the story visually. I think when cartoons started out, was like they were just radio plays with with pictures.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: same with movies too, right? Like, there's certain concepts that when I was uh, like, I, I think who was I talking to this about? Oh, it might have been I did like a Star Trek show with Florence, and I was I was talking about science fiction concepts, and like uh, I, I was I was saying, you know, there's this episode of Doctor Who I like from the 70s that has a, a parallel universe story, yep. and it takes them. Like, hours to explain the concept of a parallel universe. Yeah. yeah. Because it's old. So it's like kind of a new idea, right? Like, this idea of, uh, uh, you know, another world that's kind of the same, but kind of different and stuff. Whereas now, we're so used to these science fiction ideas that you don't even need to explain them. Like, you just have a character run in and go, oh, it's a parallel universe, and that's it. Like, that's the explanation.
5: Yeah. And you kind of get this explained during the the movie or the, the TV show. Like, the same thing with, uh, 80s prologues for like Knight Rider or, or the different, you know, TV mm. shows. They always, you always had this uh, beginning with the prologue, like Knight Rider, da, 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 da. So you, you really, or you always know what you were watching, you know, yeah. because the, the prologue was always there. And I think, you know, in the modern day, it would never happen, actually, you know, you just, you just watch. That's what I actually like about what's kind of funny when you compare to like TV shows on Netflix now, because you can skip the intro. Mm-hmm. So you don't even, even get bothered by, by watching the intro, but back in the days, you always seen the same intro over and over and over again. I remember watching like Airwolf Yeah, and that music, you just it just stuck in your head, you know. But it's awesome, down. like yeah, it's awesome. It's
1: really awesome. See, my thing is, I just wish people put more effort into title sequences because I really like title sequences if they're awesome. If they're awesome, yeah. Like I, I don't care about the boring ones where it's just the cast just fucking smiling, but like if it's. <laughs> If it's cool intro, like um, you know, when Stranger Things comes out, I really like the title sequence. I think the title sequence of Stranger Things is my favorite part of Stranger Things.
5: Yeah, oh man, they they did it so well. They did it it really so well.
1: It's great, and um, regardless of what people think of the show, it's like I still love that title sequence, and I always watch it. Like that's the thing that I I never skip it because it's it's just it's just great. And yeah. um, I was watching Street Hawk which is on uh, Amazon Prime and Street Hawk is exactly what you were talking about with the 80s where it's got like the intro narration and it's got the song by Tangerine Dream and like I think that title sequence is awesome too because it's it's so much fun and just the fucking I love the narrator like I do miss that a bit when you watch the old ones and Jesse Mock was an ex-motorcycle cop injured in the line of duty and (laughs) now he drives Street Hawk all-terrain attack vehicle like I love that stuff it's awesome
5: yeah like yeah I did a prologue yeah. Back in the days, for one of my live shows, uh, my friend Richard, who is an English guy, he did a prologue for Neil Knox, mm. and um, people actually enjoyed it. So I recorded also for the album because I just I just love the way how his voice so uh, dark and deep, you know, so he can really talk like a guy from the prologue of 80s music yeah
1: Yeah, no I noticed that when I was listening to the um, syndicate shadow because that's always been your the tagline right the neon Knox description has always been that thing so it was interesting that like you've had that for a few years and then you finally just sort of did the prologue track for real using the same uh,
5: text. Yeah, I think that that was also thing with the album to uh, do what I did with the EPs, you know, the first one, the second and third one, and kind of finish all the story with the album to kind of like have the whole concept of uh, neon arcs and all, all those kind of thing, because that's what I think I really like about synthwave is that you actually can do like a real proper concept album, because, you know, if you compare that to like, um, maybe like the electronic music like house or, or techno, you just make tracks, you know, and, and you pull them together, gather them together to one album, but they don't have any kind of story structure. In 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 the, in the whole album, but with the synthwave, this kind of music is it's more like you can create the stories. And I think it's unique.
1: I, I agree because I think like the synthwave music, it also sounds like soundtrack music as well, right? So when you yeah uh, yeah, so it's cool. Well, let's I'll, let's listen to one from Syndicate Shadow. When did this thing come out? Like uh, September?
5: Yeah, it was out 17 August. Yeah, 17 August was oh, there August. the August. Okay, stage. okay. Yeah. Well, it's good.
1: All right, let's listen to this track because this one's awesome. This is Fahrenheit by Neon Knox. Neon Knox and I'm here with Neon Knox right now talking about Syndicate Shadow so where did the name Neon Knox come from? It
5: was one available at the time that was it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah (laughs) well uh, I I think I talked with someone about that you know like coming up with a name for synthwave artists and and you know when you're kind of starting out with the synth, it's was like you won't have something that really sounds like 80s what is more 80s than neon and i think the neon uh, i think the first name was like a neon night but uh, there was some other artists that uh, had the same name so i just started googling what's night in different languages and i found uh, latin four nights is Knox. So I was like, alright, that sounds good. (laughs) I'm really bad with names and all this kind of stuff, so for me it's always like a problem to kind of come up with names and albums, concepts and stuff like that, so I just always want to have something really quick done. Yeah, I understand. What's your your connection to Power Nerd? We met on... um, we started chatting on the internet on this synthwave producers uh, uh, group and I really love his uh, guitars. When I was releasing my first uh, EP I just want to have some kind of guitars to kind of fit more into a uh, genre and I just asked him to um, work with me, do a collaboration and he did uh, guitars so since then he always been doing guitars with me and uh, that's how we kind of work and he's a great guy and he's also a really great producer so uh, it's nice to have someone to kind of Bounce the feedback between, you know. Mm. So I send him lots of stuff, and he kind of tell me if it's something that I can release or not, and you know how it is. So yeah, he's he's a good pal to me. We're actually gonna meet now um, soon at the VHS Vision in Stockholm when he's playing, so it's gonna be cool. Well, and what about this uh, Rebecca with the awesome last name? I think she did like this collaboration with some other artists that uh, in the synthwave scene. I think there was uh, Peter uh, Zimmerman. And when I heard the track, I just really liked the voice. And I wanted to have someone who's not as familiar with synthwave and maybe has a bit different voice compared to maybe a synthwave. Artists, i wrote the track and i just sent her the finished track and she bounced me back like 18 80 tracks back and uh, we picked the best one and just recorded so it was really smooth work and collaboration and the thing is that i have really hard time to do collaborations with people i really like to always control the projects i'm working on yeah when i found people to collaborate i like to work, do lots of more work with them because then I know how they work. When did you figure you were going to release this with the new retro wave? How that work? Like the first track I made for Syndicate Shadow was um, the track I was working on that I sent to them for uh, Megatron 2.0. So the Streetwalker, the track I made for them, was actually the meaning to be um, one of the tracks for the for the Syndicate Shadow, but. Uh, we picked that one for Megatron, uh, Mangatron, and uh, I had some other projects that I sent to them and just pitched the idea that I want to do uh, maybe EP with them but um, after long talk we kind of realized it's better to kind of have like an album and for me it was actually a challenge because as a old house producer you just release the singles you know you just release make a single and you just release them so for me making like a EP was the stretch, you know, because it demanded me to kind of work over a few months to kind of create something and get it together to an EP. So I just felt like this can be a good challenge to me to do like you know, a full album. We agreed to terms and, you know, just, just started, I started working to album. And I'm I'm really slow producer. I mean, it took me a really long time to finish everything.
1: Well, it's all good though, man. It's out, so it must be satisfying when it's uh, finally released.
5: Yeah, it feels good is good. Now I have time to watch all the movies and play all the games (laughs) 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 This is the best time actually after when I release something because then I have a time to just sit in the studio and you know just make noise to be honest. I often just sit with the synthesizer and you know and design sounds and just play around you know with the ideas and uh, often they they don't even attract, tracks it's just like you know scores and just like short loops that I save them for later and that's how I mostly I work. You know, I I never kind of sit and like, okay, let's do a beat, and now let's make the baseline, and now it's time for the lead. I mostly just gather ideas and bounce them to audio, and then I just mix and match them together to to tracks, and you know, arrange them all that. So now it's like the best part to be in the studio because you don't have any you don't have an expectation, and you just you know just just have fun to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I hate going to studio, turn up pc and just start clicking in the in the program it's for me it's so uninspiring so that's why i kind of like to have hardware because it's small you can just touch stuff and you can tweak them you can move knobs and stuff like that and you just come up with the crazy ideas
1: do you ever just sit down and then all of a sudden you realize you're playing like weird swedish folk
5: music oh yeah man all the time (laughs) (laughs) you start doing like i'm not a good keyboard player so like i can like play some melodies and those melodies are always like basic but the mm. funny part is that when you know the basic melodies and you just start to uh, designing the sounds that basic melody changed to kind of something really complex because the design of the sound can be complex so it's really fun to kind of like you just just play around why i agree man i, I enjoy uh
1: noodling with keyboards i like going to the uh the music store that's uh, sort of near where i live just because they have lots of really expensive keyboards Yep. and uh, it's fun to just walk in and play them and leave, yeah. and then not to spend eight thousand dollars on a fucking Korg or whatever the fuck is like. That they, there's yeah. some really expensive keyboards. Like I would love to have one just to have one because they, they're so awesome. But uh,
5: yeah, super expensive.
1: It's like the kind of money that I've never actually seen in my life. And so when I see like a keyboard that's like, wow, I don't think I've ever even had that much money in the bank in my <laughs> life.
5: <laughs> and here it is, just for one fucking keyboard. Uh, when I decided to move from Gothenburg to Vekwa, which is like a small uh, southern city, I realized like I have uh, much more time for myself. If you know what I mean, just mm. like w- when I was living in a big city, there was always something happening. Like there was always some kind of event, or uh, there was some kind of club going on and stuff like that. But I never actually spent time for myself. Sure. So when I moved to the Veco it's like okay, now I have. Plenty of time to kind of really start to expressing myself, Um, and also like it's not it's much, much, much more cheaper to live in small city than like you know the the capitals and stuff like that. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: So for me, it's actually perfect to do that. And. I'm near to nature and all that, so, yeah. Well, man, nature's
1: good, but you know what else is good? Listening to more music. So let's, uh, and that's a segue, by the way. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why I get paid the big bucks. Uh, here's another track I dug from uh, Syndicate Shadow. This is Payback by Neon Knox. Neon Knox with the track payback, and I'm here with Neon Knox right now talking about living in the nature, playing
5: keyboards, and all that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, man, we can probably wind this down. But is there something that uh, we didn't talk about that you want to talk about?
5: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, no, I think we covered it all up, yeah.
1: We were, we're all having a good time here. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I should also thank you, because you're also one of the uh, the supporters of Beyond Synth on Patreon. Oh, yeah, man.
5: Oh, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, man.
1: Because <laughs> I, know, I know there's that name that, like, because uh, I started changing what I read, but I know, like, uh, some of them are, like, burned into my memory when I when I read them every week, and it's like, Neon Knox Well, you, ha- you have uh cool Showman. man. Oh, thanks, dude. But, uh, but you got cool music. And that's what keeps the show going because I don't think people care otherwise. If I didn't have cool music to play, I'm not sure how interesting my show would be.
5: I yeah, can always talk about
1: Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's always that. Did they dub uh did they dub Star Wars into Polish? Oh yeah, man. Oh they dubbed. It. Oh, they dubbed it so bad.
5: Same guy, <laughs> same guy all the way who is that guy like is he an actual guy like that you can find i need to check it out and i'm gonna send it he's he just worse you know it's like they just found a guy who really was wanted to do it and it was like okay i can do it i have nothing else to do yeah 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 so they dub everything it's it's nightmare sniper it's nightmare. i'm happy that i live there anymore <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
1: Oh, uh, stupid <laughs> well look man yeah nice to get to know you. look forward to more cool tunes yeah man the uh it's all good uh maybe we can end on a track cause there was another one I dug from the album called Risky Fulfillment which is a I I think an homage to Risky Business
5: that's right that's right
1: are you a fan of Risky Business one of my favorite A.D.S. movie to be honest and uh, Tangerine Dream big huge fan of them yeah they make some good shit I, I I was completely surprised that they did the score to Street Hawk like I didn't know that that was a thing
5: yeah, 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 that truck. And actually, uh, I don't know if they use the same truck in uh, Grand Theft Auto, GTA Five. Oh, did they? It's when you do those uh, haste missions. Oh, I didn't know that. Cause I,
1: yeah. I only played like one or two heists, because I'm not good at that. Like, I love Grand Theft Auto, yeah, but I'm not good at it, and so I never really enjoyed doing the heists unless I was playing with friends because like I would be the guy who would fuck the mission up because I'm not good like it's like anytime it's just like oh you gotta get drive the getaway car I'm like all right you guys want to fail this mission because that's what's gonna happen because <laughs> yeah, I'm like- the worst driving I'm terrible at, in, in GTA like I don't drive in real life and it's probably a good thing because if you saw me drive I'm the worst like it's, it's weird that I've never I'm like 37 and I've never gotten better at driving in video games. Like, I've never improved, I just always crash, the car always flips, I can fucking flip a car that isn't even moving I'm that bad, like I'll just, (laughs) I get in and like fucking turn the key and the car just fucking flips on its back.
5: Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, I know what you mean. Like, the GTA physics in the cars is just worse, you know, it's like, you flip for anything. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's The Rock. Okay, I'm gonna do 360 with my car.
1: Mind you, it's a lot worse in the old games, because when I went back and played Vice City again, just to remind myself, I did that show with Marco where we were talking about Vice City, and... I forgot how insane the car physics are in those old ones. Oh, yeah. Like, those are the ones where you fucking... You, 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 you drive really slow, and if you just hit something the wrong way, your car just does the most insane things. Like, you can hit a guy on a bike, and you're in a car, and then your car just, like, shoots sideways, like, across the road and smashes into a building, and like, what? Like
5: It's like horses in Skyrim. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing. You uh, control a weird kind of car that looks like a horse. Yeah. It <laughs> just i see like the craziest videos on the YouTube of the horse in the Skyrim.
1: Yeah, it's true because like uh, the way it controls, it's almost like it's like a train on a track or something. Yep. Like, yep. it's not like smooth 3D movement. It's like it wants to always move in a straight line and then you have to sort of turn it and then move in that other straight line yeah, and, yeah. and so it it's a really weird feeling it's like you're in a mine cart but you get to see a horse head bopping up yep <laughs> <laughs> well anyways dude look uh, it was good talking to you have fun in sweden eat lots of candy at the uh, goodies what was it uh, pluck goodies Pluck goodies and uh, get some sweets and fucking tease some children because they don't get to have any I will do
5: that sir I will do that
1: (laughs) and then we'll uh, we'll listen to this fucking song man this is uh, Risky Fulfillment and I've been uh, chatting with Neon Knox do you want to say like a little goodbye
5: no it's cool man it's cool Oh, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm I'm a worse when it comes to interviews. Hey,
1: man, that was okay.
5: I did the same with the Marco like a few years ago. who uh, cares about that guy. <laughs> Marco's a jerk.
3: <laughs> oh man.
1: And that was my conversation with Neon Knox. That was fun. Uh and uh, yeah, and that's all for this week's show. Do you wanna say something?
2: Uh sorry, I thought you would uh I am, I'm I'm yes, I am wrapping up the show, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. I, I'm a big fan of Neon Knox. Uh, great interview, mate. Uh, love the guy. I hope you all uh, listeners out there tune in next week uh, to
1: Beyond Synth, and I hope you guys all have a lovely weekend. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, everyone. See ya. All right, Marco, you have a you have a lovely week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put you on ice for a little while.
2: I, every time I say goodbye to you, it's gonna be like you're getting fired. So what, what does that mean? You're not gonna have me on the show for a while? Is this was that what this means? Is what are you saying? <laughs> What's going on? You're going to put me on ice? No, what do you mean exactly? You haven't really explained everything properly. How you are going to do things? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to keep you on your toes. You bastard! <laughs> 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 All right.
1: Well, whenever you need me, I'm here on ice. Okay. All right, man. So you have a lovely uh, you have a lovely week as well. You too, buddy. We'll we'll be talking to you again in the uh, in the family show uh, in a few episodes. So thank you for your lovely picks this week and uh, for everybody else. Tune in next time to
2: Beyond Synth. What's the catchphrase again?
1: <laughs> no, I still haven't got
2: one. I was waiting for it. Come on, man. You got to have something. You like how I built up as if I had one? I know. I was waiting for you. You're like, <gasps> it's like you're going to say it. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. The anticipation and then nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week, everybody, to Beyond Synth. The best Synthwave show in the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
4: Thanks for the
0: If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.